right now we are tickled pink, or should we say tickled orange, to be joined by the head baseball coach here at Clemson, Coach Eric Backage, just coming off the practice field. We appreciate you very much. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Phil. Appreciate it. Got to have a little background music there for you. There we go. Yeah. There it is. But I just played about 30 seconds of what you guys must have been listening to for two hours, Sandstorm. Yeah. I mean, you could hear it. I was over at football, and I'm thinking, that's how I hear roosters and Sandstorm. Where's that coming from? As, as I drove up, you know, I, I picked up on it. Um, What's your thought about that? Is it motivational or just to kind of get your guys ready for what they might be facing in Columbia? No, I, I think anytime you go on the road and you know it's a good environment, then you just try to recreate some of the sounds that you're going to hear. We actually do it with quite a few teams. We've done the Florida State uh, chant, that that uh, whatever they call it, yeah. the chop. Um, and, we've yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll always do that, and we know we've got a, a great environment to go to this weekend, and it'll be loud, and that's part of the fun. Have you guys, uh, you and Coach Kingston, have you had a chance to talk about the weather situation to deal with possibly this weekend? I have not talked to anyone at South Carolina. We've talked with our administration. I think our administration has been in touch with some folks over at the, with their administration looking at all possible options. But, um, yeah, no, it's it's technically their home game on Friday, so it's their call. Yeah, and then you're, you're the home team on Saturday, of course, the home team on Sunday. Yep. What are, you, what are your weather people telling you? Uh, I think, you know, like like uh, all times, the forecast is always 50% accurate. So right now, <laughs> right now we're just, uh, I think, in a monitoring phase, and it looks like there is rain in, in Columbia on Friday, but it's too early to make a decision now. So I think it's one of those things where we just have backup plans, contingency plans, and and then wait, you know, you always try to, as a baseball coach, you try to wait as long as you can just because we all know how the weather <laughs> changes. So. In South Carolina, just give it a few minutes. It will change. Coach Eric Backage, Clemson baseball coach, is with us off to an excellent start. Uh, what do you think of your team to this point? What, what are you most happy with? And maybe where are you a little bit most concerned at this point a couple of weeks in? Great question. I mean, the the kid, the players on the team, the you know, the personalities, the – the attitude, the just the you know the the energy that they bring on a daily basis, it it just makes it fun to be around them. Uh, so I, I really do enjoy this group. I've thought that way since the fall. They showed up in the fall, really with just a chip on their shoulder, very very hungry, very humble, uh, and it's just done everything right. You know, and I know we had the slip up last week, last Friday, just a weird weird game where we didn't compete very hard and came out flat but outside of that one hiccup this is this is truly it's uh, you know the um it's just it's been a lot of fun for us as coaches to be around these guys you look at the team uh, offensively uh, are you where you think you you need to be at this stage are you swinging the bats uh, are you as aggressive as you think your guys need to be or maybe you know are you as patient as you want them to be at the plate you know the I thought our quality at bats have been good. Our run production has been fine. There, there really isn't anything that I could point to and say, you know, on statistically, this is the thing that really stands out um, in, in on either side of the coin. You know, this doing anything really great or really bad. At, you know, this, it's just been solid. And I think really that's kind of what you want. You just want to be consistently good. Sometimes that's where greatness is, is just being consistently good. So mm-hmm. I think for us it's just being consistent. 
you know, we are getting, a, we are leaving a, runners on. People ask me about leaving runners on base. Well, yeah, it's because we're getting a lot of runners on base, you know, and it's just been that's been a, a bright spot as well. And we don't look at you know leaving runners on base. We look at the percentage of execution of getting guys to third with no outs and getting scoring guys from third with less than two outs. Um, so maybe that could be a, improved a little bit, but overall, um, yeah, it's been a, a fun group to coach, like I mentioned. But uh, the, yeah, there's there's really hasn't been anything that I could point at and say uh, offensively that you know we, this is a real concern right now. Had to be happy with Will Taylor. Happy for Will Taylor yesterday. I mean, he has not gotten off to a good offensive start going into yesterday. Then he turns it around with three homers, three hits, three RBIs. Uh, what do you think sparked him yesterday? And you think it um, is something that's going to continue for him? Did you see what you see? Some things in him that lead you to believe it was just not a one-day thing for him. Yeah, it's it absolutely saw that you know that this was coming. That his the game was going to come back around to him. You'd think most kids, you know, and for him the the the, the downturn, the slump was. He got a hit in his first at bat, and then didn't have a hit in the, like the next twenty-two. And most kids at that point, you would think, would wear their emotions on their sleeve and be very visibly frustrated. Especially in the previous game where he went over five, but he hit three balls over a hundred miles an hour. And so that would be especially frustrating when you're fighting it a little bit. You hit it hard. You do everything you're supposed to do, and still don't get the results. And he never once. Uh, showed that frustration outwardly to his team. He was always very encouraging. He was a great teammate. He's always back up on the rail cheering, kept working hard, always putting in the time. So you knew he's just, there's no way he was going to stay down very long. And then just to see him bust out the explosive way that he did it, that was really cool. Visiting with Eric Backage, Clemson baseball coach. We'll have Mark Kingston at 735 tonight. Cam Canarella. Uh, first of all, he's been a little banged up, right? Had a little injury thing going on. How is he? And then, of course, when he's healthy, he's as good as anybody. He's had that batting average over 500. My goodness. How is he health-wise going into this weekend? Yeah, he's the, he's the spark, man. He's, he's a spark plug. He's a, one of the best table setters uh, in all of college baseball. Yeah, he, he tweaked his shoulder uh, sliding into third base. But, you know, we we've he's he's had, you know, seen a couple of doctors and – the reports are all positive, and he'll be he'll be playing this weekend, and uh, excited to get him back out there and and progressing and and getting better and getting stronger and all the things. But yeah, he'll be back out there this weekend. You've also had a little bit of injury issue at catcher. How do you look there going into this week? What'll be your plans behind the plate? Yeah, Jacob Gerald's out with the facial injury, but he'll be back soon. He's mm-hmm. that's uh that'll be uh you know, just a couple of weeks until he's back. Um, so, you know, wishing him a speedy recovery as he, he recovers from that. And he took a, took a fastball right to the, right to the cheek. Um, but he's as tough as they come. So Jimmy Overtop has been doing all the catching duties and he'll continue to do all the catching duties until Jacob Gerald comes back. Um, so we've got some other guys that have, stepped up and uh you know a few guys that have even uh added catcher to their you know their versatility list just in an emergency uh a guy like jay jay dillard caught an inning today and um so you know it's just it's just guys stepping up and and helping out and a guy like ty marshall who's a a freshman and a and a, a good switch hitting catcher um you know may see some time in there may get some action 
but Jimmy will be the starter until Jacob gets back. Got Austin Gordon back on the mound yesterday. That had to be uh, encouraging for you, the way he pitched. And But uh, with him throwing yesterday, what does that mean for him this weekend? And do you go with your the rotation that you went with your first two weekends? Yeah, we we could definitely keep the rotation the same, and I think that's you know that's certainly uh, what we're looking at right now. But uh, you know, it could always change. And Gordo having him with now a couple of starts under his belt um, is very encouraging as well as he progresses back. So yeah, he he you know he may be available if the situation calls for it this weekend, or he may not. Um, but um, but yeah, we'll, we're excited. You know, we feel good about our pitching, especially the. You know, we know Billy Barlow's best stuff is is uh, is coming. He's shown flashes of it, hadn't quite uh, shown everyone else what we've been seeing uh, in the you know the preseason in the fall. But uh, everybody has seen, you know, Tristan Smith and and knows how how great of a pitcher he is and the stuff that he has. And Aiden Canock kind of announced his presence out there last weekend. Uh, did a real had a really a fantastic start six scoreless innings very efficient with his pitches 75 pitches for six innings is is really good um, so and then we got a lot of depth in the bullpen got a lot of guys who have been there done that and been in high leverage situations that you know in a loud and hostile environment a rivalry game if you know kind of been in those moments so that's that's valuable experience to have for sure one thing that really jumps out at me besides the, the positive numbers offense pitching but tell me your thoughts on your fielding number of errors out there a little surprising maybe is there is there, re, is there something a reason this is happening or what do you, what's your feeling about this team as a defensive team yeah we've had some fluky stuff happen we've thrown away a few picks and um been a little sloppy on in the infield and then also you know we've had quite a few first basemen's in there as well and then that kind of goes to show you how valuable a guy like Caden Grice or anyone who's six foot seven and has mm. the athleticism and the the range and covers up a lot of, you know, can can basically catch a high throw, scoop a low throw. You know, he's got such a big wingspan. Um, so it's just you know he we don't have that luxury this year with. Uh, but we just recently moved Jacob Hinderleiter over to first base and he's done a for a, a guy who's been a career shortstop he looks very natural at first and has made some excellent plays so defense is one of those things we we pride ourselves on it's one of our fundamental standards of you know we set the school record for fielding percentage last year so our 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 best defense is coming that'll be an area that you know we've certainly stumbled out of the gates making some some sloppy mistakes but we will clean that up and that'll be a, a definitely something that improves here in short order no, you got to be proud of the fact that uh, six of your wins, yeah, six of your wins come from behind wins. So, I mean, this is a team that uh, when they get a little bit behind, they don't cash in their chips. They find a way to fight back and get a W. You know, and that's where the experience of last year and just getting knocked down all the time is really valuable. You know, and listening to guy, a guy like Blake Wright, who's, you know, a two-year captain now, talk about how we're never out of the fight and – you know, just the guys have a belief that that exactly that we're never out of the fight, and um, you know, so being trailing trailing in a game, playing from a deficit, um, is really not one of those things. You see a lot of front running teams now. Just the nature of you know amateur baseball, uh, 
with a lot of really uncompetitive games at these tournaments and showcases where if you get behind, it's like kind of like game's over, even if it's the earlier middle of the game. But our guys have really bought into this team aspect of, you know, competing every pitch and fighting to the last out. And, you know, even if we are trailing or even if we are playing from a deficit, they have firm belief that they're going to come back and win the game. So it's it, you're right. Six out of the seven wins have been when we've trailed and had to flip the scoreboard. But that's also, you know, a goal of ours in every game: either either flip the scoreboard or, you know, just go ahead and get the lead early and extend <laughs> it. That'd be uh, that'd be nice too. There you go. A couple more minutes with Coach Eric Backage, Clemson baseball coach. Appreciate you coming up here and visiting with us. Thoughts on the Gamecocks from your uh, your preparation. This week, I guess maybe you turned a page to them sometime last night after you finished up the game with Upstate, and today kind of broke them down some. What's your impression of uh, Coach Kingston's club? Yeah, I've studied them, you know, pretty hard. Our whole staff has. Which we're, you know, we're all watching a lot of video and taking a look. So, you know, obviously they're they're pitching it very very well, and then we know of all the dangerous hitters in their lineup. They're they're very patient at the plate. Looks like drawing a lot of walks, a lot of hit by pitches. Um, few strikeouts we know there's a lot of guys that have a a ton of power in their lineup um but it'll be a very good rotation of arms there's no doubt about that the the pitching has done done a really good job and we know with the if they throw jones again like they did last week he's got really good stuff and nasty movement arm side run and good slider and yeah it'll be it'll be a big test for us um you know you got you got a lineup that I think I saw Cassis was was hitting down in the order last game, um, and he and he's a weapon and hit twenty some home runs or whatever he hit last year. And so yeah, their lineup is dangerous. Their team is good. The environment's going to be hostile. It's, it's going to be a great test, and it's what makes these rivalry uh, series so awesome to be a part of. You got two really good teams going at it, and the whole state behind it. So. You know, really excited to compete. Great test. Two two top ten clubs going at each other, and uh, what's better than that? It's where it should be. It's where the fans want it to be. It's where it should be. Exactly right. I th- I a hundred percent agree. It's the best thing for college baseball in the state of South Carolina when Clemson and South Carolina are both awesome in in all sports. Mm-hmm. You know, not just but this is the best baseball rivalry uh, in college baseball, in my opinion. Um, having spent you know, seven years in the SEC and, um, you know, and now logged a few years in the ACC, not only the, the first go around with, with, uh, with Clemson, but also at Maryland. Mm. And so, um, so yeah, just, just kind of, and then being from California and then spending 10 years in the big 10, it's just, I've never, I, I've been a lot of places and have not seen a rivalry that, that compares to Clemson, South Carolina in baseball. You and Coach Leggett sit around and tell Gamecock stories this week. Does he share any, <laughs> share some of his war stories with Tanner with you? Oh yeah, he's got a lot of them. Too. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of battles there. But uh, that was my indoctrination into this rivalry. It was 22 years ago, back when it was Sarge Fry Field, and it, everything was right on top of you. And you know, our stadium back then wasn't called Doug Kingsmore; it was called Tiger Field. Yeah. And had the trees in the outfield, and Michael Johnson hit hitting balls through the trees and. I mean, just incredible battles, and those battles, you know, went all the way out to Omaha too. And you got Clemson and South Carolina in Omaha, and that's uh, they got the best of us in '02 and uh, out there. But um, but yeah, it's good for college baseball when Clemson and South Carolina are both competing to be World Series contenders. 
we're looking forward to it. Hopefully the weather will give us a break. We can get this thing in on time. And Pat Daniel back at our studio wants to ask you a question before we let you go. Go ahead, Pat. Hey, Coach, and I don't believe you guys touched on it. If I missed it, apologies. Just a quick observation, and maybe it's too early in the season to really tell, but last year one of the earliest impressions that Tiger fans got from you was the aggression on the base paths. I believe it was 11 stolen bases in the first win of the season last year. For the season, averaged about two attempts per game. That number's down this year so far to about one stolen base attempt uh, per game. Is that situational? Is that depend on the personnel or is that like what's the change there maybe from last year to to this year in terms of aggression on on the base paths sure no great question yeah it's still there we have we have that in our arsenal you know it i think there's two things number one opposing teams know we like to run and so there's a there's a focus of theirs at least the teams we've played so far to be very quick to the plate with their pitching staff uh, and pick a lot and so wow. there's just been a lot of picks and a lot of quickness to the plate. And the second thing is we've, you know, like Phil mentioned, there's been so many deficits where uh, the run situations, you know, just haven't presented themselves. It's obviously easier to be more aggressive offensively and take more chances when you've got a little bit of a cushion with a lead. But we've been playing from behind in six of our seven wins uh, that those situations, you know, those have to be a little more ta- calculated and tactical. Um, so it just the the opportunities, you know, will have to present themselves, like you said. But it is absolutely 100% part of our offensive attack. It's what I like uh, about this club is that it is dynamic. It is balanced. We do have home run power. Uh, we can bunt. We can run. We can steal bases. We've just got a lot of different ways to score because ultimately that's what we are. So run scoring offense instead of nine independent contractors going up trying to do their Twitter swing. So it's 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 a good, it's a good thing to have. All right. Uh, what is a Twitter swing? Twitter swing is when you get in there and you try to hit fly balls off the top net of the cage because you're working on your launch angle. Uh, the problem is, is a lot of kids that are working on launching the ball up in the air don't hit it hard enough to hit it in the air. And I say this to so many kids, you know, focus on hitting it hard. And once you hit it hard enough, then you can elevate the baseball. But a lot of young kids, they're not physically strong enough to do the same swings that 20-year-old grown men and guys in the big leagues are doing. And they need they would be more uh, better suited to have a flatter bat path instead of dumping the barrel early and fighting gravity. They just physically can't do it. Uh, But to have a flatter bat path, or even for a young kid, 12 and under kid, even having the barrel stay above his hands on the way to contact until they get older, until they hit puberty, all those things, and just be a better hitter and hit the ball hard first. Uh, that's a frustrating thing to see in in young amateur baseballs. These kids all do their Twitter swings because what they see on Twitter, they think mm. they need to do, and that's not what wins. There's no scoreboard in the cage, and if you're playing run scoring offense, you can't be doing the Twitter swing. The Twitter swing. <laughs> hear that, Phil? Love he it. still calls it Twitter, not I X. Hear so that. On this program, we battle a lot. Is it Twitter or is it X? It's X <laughs> until they take off the little bird and take off the Twitter on the URL. Um, thank you so much for being with us. Good luck this week. Look forward to seeing you. Thank you, Phil. Friday, Saturday, two days in Columbia, one day here at Doug Kingsmore. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
whether or not we'll be there. And if we have to delay, we'll be wherever it is whenever you play it. But we appreciate you coming up and joining us. Thanks, hey, Coach. Let's do it. Thanks, guys. Thank appreciate you, it. All Take right. care. Now, Eric Backage, Clemson baseball coach, right off the practice field. They do yoga out in the outfield after practice. That was It was so loud in here, the place was shaking, and then all of a sudden – they go out and start doing yoga, and it's like silence. <laughs> what a dichotomy. The place was uh, vibrating, and then it was just all calm and peaceful. So Yin and yang, Phil. Yin and yang. It's all in the mind, baby. It's all in the mind. All right, we'll hit the break. Uh, Dabo Sweeney, a tough act to follow with Coach Backish, but Dabo Sweeney is coming up next. Be back in a moment. 